Welcome to another winter short in doing it best Hello, with Elder Hero Success. Hello, it's Nancy May, and welcome this back to another short episode of doing it best with Elder Hero Success. This one's about how to call 911 when you're miles away. Even better yet, how to make sure that mom and dad get the care that they need when you can't be there. Stay tuned. There's a lot in store in this short, power-packed episode. Hello, it's Nancy May, and welcome back to another short episode of Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. Yes, it's another winter short. And those cold days are still with us. Well, that depends upon where you are, whether you're north, south, east, and west. I'm just down south, and I have to tell you, I've gotten used to these nice warm days down here, and 60 degrees actually feels fairly cold, where I'm used to 20 and less up north. In any case, I wanted to share a little bit of a pulled back behind the scenes of what our next show is going to be about, which is emergency calls. And more importantly, this one is with an emergency room doctor where you really get to see what's behind the curtain in the ER. No pun intended. Well, maybe a little bit of a pun intended. But before we get there, here's some information that I guarantee will be valuable to you, your parents, or anybody else who's caring for a loved one in your family. It's about the details of 911 calls. We're not specifically talking about calling 911, but what happens when you need to call somebody or you're not there? Now, most of you know that I dealt with my parents or cared for my parents from 1,200 miles away. So calling 911 on my phone was not going to be of help to them. However, here's what happens when a parent or a loved one is in a care facility and the 911 button is hit. Or the care facility calls 911 to get those responders to take mom and dad to the emergency room. What you might not know is they're going to go there alone. Now, if you've got kids or have had children, that's a horrific feeling. Think about a child alone in the emergency room or going in the ambulance by themselves. Now, mom and dad will actually go in the ambulance by themselves. You can't do that with them. And that's okay. But what happens when they get there and there's nobody there to represent them? That's a huge problem, not only for them, but for you and, quite frankly, for the emergency room doctors. Yes, most facilities will send some documentation and other things to the emergency room with them. But there's so much that happens along the way. Those documents get lost. If they're electronic, the doctors do not have time to look up electronic records with an emergency. And when seconds count in a loved one's care, that's critical. Now, if you're taking care of mom and dad and you're in a rural environment, let me tell you, one of the most important things that you can do is to make sure that the numbers are visible from the street so a responder can get to you. I'm going to share a little story with you. I wrote a book called How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. This is not exactly how to talk to doctors, or there is a lot of that in there, but it really is about preparing for these emergencies so that you don't get caught off guard, and no matter who you're taking care of, that they actually get better care during an emergency situation. We even have how to call 911 when the 911 system is down. And yes, the system does go down more frequently than you realize. But like I said earlier, getting those numbers on your mailbox or your house or wherever it is, is critical. One of the people who actually helped us vet and go through all the details in this book 
was a very well-known or is a very well-known and successful instructor of paramedics and emergency responders. When I wanted to drop off the actual final print copy of this book so she could have a copy of it, I couldn't find her house. We lived in a rural community, and finding her was next to impossible. I spent probably about 10 minutes going up and down that street trying to find her house. It was a shared driveway, and the mailbox was on the road. Grant you that. But when I said, Susie, here's the deal. Why on earth do you not have numbers on your mailbox so somebody can find you? Her response was, don't worry, everybody knows who I am. Well, I do worry. And here's why. Because the turnover in 911 or dispatchers and others in the whole emergency system is a lot higher than you might think. And although you may live in a small community and people may know you, in an emergency, seconds count. And if they can't get to you, well, as my dad used to say, you're up a creek without a paddle. And that's being polite. He was always polite. The other thing that you're going to need in an emergency is what I call a file of life. Most people in the emergency system know what a file of life is, but if you don't, it's really a fairly simple document. And if you need one, please let me know. I'll make sure there's a link to one here in the show notes so you've got it and you can easily access it. Or you can just send me a direct message and I'll make sure it personally gets to you sooner rather than later. But in any case, a file of life is a very simple tool. It's just a sheet of paper with all your detailed information on it. The one we have actually guides you through the process of what to do, how to do it, and the types of information a doctor is going to need in the emergency room. Our ER doctor next week actually said, paper rules over electronics. Now, I had this battle with somebody once about whether we should actually have the file of life as an app on a phone. And I said no. And he insisted, yes, you've got to have an app on the phone. But quite frankly, if an emergency is happening and I need to be there or I can't be there, and it's going to take me 5, 10, or maybe 15 minutes, all right, maybe not 15 minutes, to find that file of life on my phone because I'm not using it or accessing it regularly, guess what? The person in need of care is, again, SOL or up a creek without a paddle. Or even worse, in the emergency room, without the information that the doctors need to immediately start caring for that person. Now, our ER doctor next week actually said paper rules. You'll hear that, but that's important to hear. It's not just from me, it's from those professionals that count. In fact, two years ago, my husband took a trip to the emergency room. I was up north visiting and taking care of friends, and he was down here. A hospital bed dropped on his toe and smashed it. Well, maybe not to smithereens, but it wasn't pretty. And he said, you know what? I brought my file of life to the emergency room. He probably shouldn't have driven himself, but he did. It was not his driving foot, and it was pretty bloody mess in the car. But that's for another story. In any case, when he walked in, or he hobbled into the emergency room with his file of life, the doctor said, where did you get this? And he explained, we put it together. And the doctor replied, Oh my gosh, if everybody came through our doors with one of these, we could save more lives. Now, it does depend upon how life-threatening that situation is and what's available at the time in the emergency room. Hopefully everything. But that's just another reinforcement that a file of life is critical 
in print, in paper. Like I said, you can download the information in this episode, including all the instructions on how to use it. So please tune in next week with Dr. Brittany Lamb, my guest, who's an emergency room doctor, and she will pull back the curtain on exactly what goes on in the ER. It's a good one, and there's a lot to learn. You could even help save the life of somebody that you love. On that note, if you do not have the book, How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after, I will put a link to that book on Amazon in the show notes as well. And finally, as I always like to say, together we're stronger. So if you like this show, please share it with a friend, a family member, or somebody else that you know who might be going through just a little bit more stress and strain in taking care of a loved one. It can be your gift to them because it's my gift to you. Take care. We'll see you soon on Elder Care Success on YouTube, and we'll hear you soon at eldercaresuccess.live. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC.